Jacqueline Graham Bennett is back with us today to share more of her story. You can watch the two-part interview, Nine Lives, on our YouTube channel, Barb TV. Today's title is Wrongfully Accused. Now, wrongfully accused, the, the moment I say that you think somebody is wrongfully accused, and it might be one or two people, or just some people, but you are wrongfully accused for put in prison six months, didn't even have uh, official arrest, nothing was done right. And, and I assume you're not the only one. No, there's many, many, many girls in there, um, obviously men too, but I didn't speak to them. But looking at the cases and reviewing the so-called discovery, I, I could find holes in everything, and I was just amazed. And when I asked these girls questions, they didn't know their rights. They didn't know their case. They didn't even understand what their charges were. And now, isn't their attorney supposed to read them their rights, give them their information, set up meetings with them? I remember volunteering in juvenile hall, and there were girls there that would tell me, I've been waiting for my attorney, and sometimes it was longer than a month, and they still had heard absolutely nothing. Is that the same case in prison? I was there for six months. My attorney that was appointed to me never came one time. Nothing? Nothing. Zero? I never saw him till five minutes before we walked into the courtroom each time. But then how can he prepare your case for you? Exactly. How can you prepare a case when you have never talked to me about my case? So which kind of attorneys? Are these just the DA attorneys? Or what kind of sometimes attorneys are assigned to you? Well, sometimes these are um, uh, court-appointed attorneys, public defenders. Sometimes they're what they call CJAs um, or panel attorneys. So these panel attorneys and CJAs are not public defenders. They have their own practices, and oh. they have to take X amount of cases per year pro ah, bono. You're not the popular case because you're not the money maker. Correct. I, I, that was kind of blunt for me to put <laughs> it that way. So you went, you went into prison six months, uh, and of course the, the, our audience can find out about that in the other show. But tell me some about the cases that you were seeing there tell me about the people because so often an outsider thinks well they deserve it or right. whatever else right one of one of the cases that really stands out to me is is a young woman named Maria Almonte and um, she's 33 years old she'll be 34 this year um, and she has lived a life of human trafficking and prostitution by her own mother Wow how old was she when that started as far as she knows, four years old, and it's documented. Now, how come she is in prison then? Her mother was the madame running everything, and she would have her daughter post stuff or set up websites or do things, because then it pointed to her being the one ah. in charge and took the attention off herself. And I think a third grader could figure that out very quickly. And having seen the reports that were written by uh, social services, um, just was astounding to me that they knew that she had been prostituted by her own mother, that she was raped by her stepfather at the age of four. Um, this went on for many years, and then he was arrested, went to prison. And then when he came out, when she was 11, he was back in the same home with them. But wouldn't social services have put a stop to that right there? They never even, moment? they never came to look, never came to check on her. And so the mother put her outside on the street to prostitute and would make her sleep in the hallway and call her trash. Oh, look, the trash is out. Could you imagine? Why didn't she run away? She didn't know any other life. She didn't, yeah. you know, no, when you grow up in this type of environment, you live what you learn. She knew nothing. All she knew was she was treated this way. She was abused mentally, physically, sexually. 
she doesn't know another life. And, and if I was her, there, there might be her saying like, God, where are you? How did she deal with that? Does she know God? or She didn't at the time, no. You taught her about him? She saw me reading the Bible. She, you know, I would talk to her. I would minister to her. And she gave herself to, to God at that point. She accepted Jesus and, and uh, she started doing Bible study with me in there. And, and, you know, she just loves the Lord now. So I send her books and I send her teachings and I send her scripture and, and decrees. And, you know, she just, she's absorbing all of it. And she's teaching the other women now. Wow, mm -hmm. how God can use something yep. that is so wrong and still put his hand in it. I know this is not God's will for her to be in prison, no. but he will still use it when you have the situation. So how long has she been sentenced? She was sentenced for 20 years. She got the longest sentence of anybody in, in that case. Now, one of the girls that was her co-defendant had told me prior to me ever speaking to her that her mother was a madame and that she herself had brought in this minor, which, she, which Maria was being charged for. And this other woman was actually having the affair with this minor girl who was about 16 years old. And yet all this has been put on Maria. And I said, nobody's looking at the facts here. And I wish somebody would have called me to testify for her because I knew for fact, this girl gave me this information without me ever asking. And I had let Maria's attorney know, and nobody brought me forth to testify to that. So she w I knew she was innocent of that charge. Was she innocent of prostitution? No, it was the only life she knew. But she did not human traffic this child. Wow. So she's locked up for 20 years. Mm -hmm. She's stuck. How do you think God is using you today, after your horrific experience yourself, to help this young woman today? God wants the truth brought to light, and he, want, he told me that she would get a long sentence first, but that he wanted her to appeal. Now, you say God's talking to you, mm -hmm. and, and I can see some of the viewers saying, what, what are you talking about? Is God actually talking to you directly? How does that work? Uh, yes, God talks to me directly. Sometimes he speaks to me through messages, um, sometimes through prophecy through other people. Um, I've always had a relationship with God since I was a young child. Wow. So whether it's with God, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit, I receive the messages. And sometimes I have to get it more than once. And how refreshing that could be for those that get to receive those yes. messages. There is a lot more to this. There's a lot of, lot of people that are very wrongfully being accused. You might feel like you're one of those right now that you don't know how to continue in your life. If this is you, this show today is for you. We'd love for you to connect with us at barbtv.org or call our prayer line 855-515-5550 or go again to barbtv.org. Know this. God wants to help you and not leave you where you're at. Stay tuned. Bar TV. The stories we bring, the problems we show, the solutions we present are real. They are raw and they are authentic. The stories we share are with real people. Are you struggling or do you know someone that has problems? We want you to know that you are not alone. Many can relate. Are you afraid? God wants to give you peace. Do you feel unloved? Know that God loves you. God wants to give you love, peace, joy, and hope. It's all about the real deal. 
Barb TV wants to share with you its resources, answers, and hope. It is time to not live in a mediocre life, but for you to step into your full potential. God has great plans for you. We have great answers, resources, and hope. BarbTV.org or 855-515-5550. According to Wikipedia.org, one study estimated that up to 10,000 people may be wrongfully convicted of serious crimes each year. A 2014 study estimated that 4% of inmates awaiting execution on death row in the United States are innocent and that at least 340 innocent people may have been executed since 1973. Now, Jacqueline, I assume after hearing your stories and so many people being in prison, not getting their trials, not getting their attorneys, nothing seeming to be it the way it should be as what we've been taught it is, that that rate might be much higher? I agree. I definitely believe that it's much higher. I saw it firsthand. I mean, looking at these cases and people coming up and saying, can you look at my evidence? Can you look at my discovery? Can you explain something or help me to understand it? And so I started to teach these women and explain to them how to pr prove their innocence. And, you know, in one case, there was a woman, um, it was a woman, her son, and the daughter-in-law accused of kidnapping. And I watched this video and I said, I don't see a kidnapping here. This is insane to me. I watched it probably 10 different times. And you see her give somebody a ride, they get out, they're standing on the corner, you know, the guy's got a cell phone, he's calling people. Now, if you were kidnapped, would you have a cell phone? No. No, no, it's not that sweet no. when you're kidnapped. And then another ride party comes to pick him up. There ends up being an altercation between him and another man, which has nothing to do with this woman in the car, who has her one-year-old child with her and a pregnant daughter-in-law. Oh, no. And oh, no. So this gets brought to state court, and the state court judge throws it out and says, there's no evidence of any kidnapping. The man who is accusing them of kidnapping, who asked for the ride, okay, has a record arm's length long. I mean, a mile long. So is she free? Did she get to... No. They, what? They forced her to take a plea. What do you mean forced? They, they told her if she went to trial, she'd get more time. Oh, no. No. Meanwhile, her son was raped in prison, beaten and raped by a guard, never given medical care. Not, uh, he was just isolated so that nothing could be done. It was in a different prison from her. And then he got moved to her prison. And again, still no care. Same situation. Yeah. Same charges. Yes. So, God, how do we work with this? What is it that we do for these people, for them to be set free? Because there's a story in the Bible, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I'm sure you've read it many, many times. I think it's probably a popular story in, 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 in jail, this, this one. In Acts 16, it says, A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. This seems intense to me. They were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them into the inner dungeon. That's, to me, an isolation cell Correct. today and clamped their feet in the stocks. Now, when I read that, I read a story. When you read that, what does that do with you? It comes to life for me. Having seen what I saw and, and seeing the abuse of the system 
Um, you know, people are detained before they're ever convicted of anything. So where's your innocence until proven guilty? You're treated as you're guilty until you can prove your own innocence. And then you're threatened that if you take it to trial, you will get more time. Never should you be threatened to take a plea when you're innocent and threatened that if you take it to trial, you will get more time. How is that justice? That's not a justice system. Now, how is it that these people get away with this kind of stuff? Because pe people aren't getting these stories out there. If the public doesn't know what's happening, if the truth isn't out there, how are we supposed to make a difference? We can't make a difference if we're silent. So now the Lord has put you uh, for six months. Now, it wasn't the Lord that put you there, but terrible circumstances that you totally didn't deserve. But what it says in here is around midnight, Paul and Silas in verse 25 were praying and singing hymns to God. Now, that might take some time when you're in prison to get to this <laughs> point, you know. But for them being in prison so many times, shipwrecked, stoned, all this stuff for God, that was a different story. So around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening. And I just can't help it when I look at you. You, was, you said you were doing Bible studies with them in the prison. Mm -hmm. And, and yet, it says the other prisoners were listening. Did you have other prisoners mock you while you were in there? Or they, they were hungry for truth. They wanted more. They wanted away from this insanity. There was a mix of both. So really? you had ones who would mock you or make comments. But the interesting part was there was one girl, woman in particular, and she would make comments. And one day, she said two scriptures to me. God says to read Isaiah 43, right? The irony of it was I went into the room and I pulled the Bible out of the library and I went to those scriptures and they were the answers to the prayer I had just said an hour before. Oh. So even though she was mocking, God used her <laughs> to give me a message Wow! to let me know I would be set free and go home soon, but that I had work to do for him first. And that's why I was there because he wanted me to see firsthand what was really going on in these prisons and to know the stories of these people. And so, because you know, when I first got put in there, I'm thinking, God, why am I here? Right. You know, I said, like I know I'm innocent. I know I didn't do this. I know what they did to me. And then I realized in 2012, God had told me to become a criminal attorney, and I argued. You don't argue with God. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of studying to me. Oh, yeah. And you're like, uh-uh, not doing that. It wasn't that as much as it was. I was so fearful that if I help somebody get you know, their charges dropped and they turned out to hurt somebody or go out and hurt someone again. I didn't want that on my conscience. That really bothered me. But I should have said, you know what? If God's telling me to do this, God's going to put before me the people he wants me to help. It's not for me to judge. Because he not was judge. preparing you for what was coming. Yes. If I had done that, none of this would have happened to me. Wow. Wow. That is huge. And, and there is so much to it. So you it. don't defy yeah. God. So, <laughs> wow. Uh, are you hearing this? You know, yes, God is there. Yes, God wants to help you. But also God prepares us and tells us to do things often ahead of times for what is coming to prepare us and to yeah. be able to fly through it with flying colors instead of what is done to us. You need prayer, call us, 855-515-5550 or go to barbtv.org and just know that God is not wanting you full of shame, not wanting you full of guilt. Because what happens so often is when we get stuck in situations that are so tough that we want to get out, but God is going to show you the way it is, and He is going to flip everything around. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Peace is beautiful. However, finding peace is not always easy. But the result when you get there is life-changing. Are you ready to dream bigger, pray bigger, believe bigger, and live bigger? If you want to break free from dull Christianity and transform to a vibrant, active believer, what are you waiting for? Dare to Believe Big teaches you to believe like never before. It is time to grow, evolve, and expand. Discover four words that can transform your life. Are you ready to build a relationship with God? God has incredible plans for you. It is an exciting opportunity, and you can live each day with a high expectation of what God will do next. Don't wait any longer and sign up for your new free membership. Sign up now and get a free gift at daretobelievebig.com. I was just sharing with you the story of Paul and Silas being falsely imprisoned as Jacqueline has experienced and many other have as well. But at the end, it's kind of amazing because there is a point when you're innocent and you're locked up and you're dealing with all these criminal activities around you and you're the one that is pointed at while you're innocent. How do you react? What is it that you do? And it says here in Acts 16, it says, The next morning, the city officials sent the police to tell the jailer, Let those men go. So the jailer told Paul, The city officials, Yay, this is exciting. You're free to go. The city officials have said you and Silas are free to leave. Go in peace. He's excited for them. But something happened here that was going to happen again to other people over and over again. And Paul and Silas saw this. So what they said is, but Paul replied, they have publicly beaten us without a trial. Sounds familiar? Mm -hmm. And put us in prison. And we are Roman citizens. So now they want us to leave secretly and just hush it under the carpet? Certainly not. Let them come themselves to release us. You were in prison. You did not get the medical treatment. If you have nobody supporting you from the outside, you don't even get what you need Correct. for the simplest toiletries. How do you deal with that? And even what about the medical needs? The bottom line is you could get better medical care in a third world country in a back alley. What? Yes. That does not make any sense. That is hard for me to actually understand Understand that, yes. There's a judge. We're in America here, you know. You think so. But Judge Pollack, um, who is a judge in New York, went to visit the president without notice, and she even wrote in the judge's journal, Women's Journal, that the conditions of the prison were worse than a third world country. Wow. And she would not remand any woman to those prisons because it was unacceptable to her. And she said, to this day, it has not been rectified. Wow. So mm -hmm. what is holding it back? Why is it that, because you expect they get inspections, they're checked on, everything is done according to laws. You know, I have a child care, I get four to six surprise inspections often per year, and you, all of a sudden they're there. And we are in order at all time because you don't know when they come, and you want to care for the people, you know? They're given notice before the inspections and they make the prisoners clean and make everything in order to some extent. You know, whether it's getting rid of the mold in the showers, um, you know, the food was just rotten food most of the time. I mean, you know how a potato turns gray and oh yeah, oh when yeah. It's that's what they would serve you, these rotten gray potatoes. Um, the meat looked like 
it came out of a dog food can. Oh, um, well. I mean, the food on the side of the barrel I saw one time, it said, not for human consumption, pig feed and prisoner food only. That's bad. Oh. That's really bad. Now, I have an autoimmune. I couldn't eat that food. So I had to buy whatever I could from commissary in order to live on. So I lived on sardines and tuna Ooh. out of a bag. You probably never want to see those again. It became my staple of survival. Wow. So, so and there's a lot of people innocent in those situations. Yes. And even those that have done crime should not be treated like that. No, and you shouldn't be imprisoned if you're not a danger to society. See, there was a law that was passed, I think it was in 1978, that they could detain you prior to trial if you were a threat to society. So if you've been accused of murder, if you, uh, you know, had harmed a child, whatever the case may be, there was violence involved. They've overused that and now imprison everybody. When you're imprisoned, how do you fight your case? How do you gather your evidence? Right. How do you prove your innocence? You know, this shouldn't happen. You should not be detained and treated as a criminal prior to being convicted. If you found innocent and you've been in prison for three years, how do you get that time back? You can't. You yeah, you don't. And you really, it's hard to fight when you're in prison and you can't gather evidence, you can't do research. This should not happen in America. So these prosecutors have used that law of detention for everyone. Ah, there's the problem. Yes. So how do we reverse that? How, will you, how think, can you turn that around? I think as citizens, you know, we need to unite and we need to make changes. You know, we the people. The, Government was meant to govern the land and to carry out the wishes of the people, not to impose so many laws against the people that every time you turn around, every day now, you could commit three crimes and not even know you're committing a crime. That should never happen. And this is why Trump has been deregulating the, the laws. He says there's too many. There's hey, too much regulation. Good. That's a good thing. It's an excellent thing. Wow. You wow. know, I mean, there's just too much prison reform that needs to happen. There should never be for-profit prisons. When you've got a for-profit prison, you have a whole new drive to put people in prison. To go from 53%, okay, of conviction to 97 to 98% conviction rate because of for-profit prison that was instituted by Obama, that should never have happened. Wow, because now they want to keep them all, like the schools, they want to keep the yes. kids in schools because they get more money for them. Follow the money. So it's all about the money now, and it goes into the pockets. Yes. So now I've heard prisoners can work, which I think is great. <laughs> it will help them. So what if those prisoners could maybe make, uh, you know, 20, 60 bucks a day or whatever it is to start earning back some of those things of those needs that they have for themselves would that be maybe a way that would help the system it would be if it was fair so why should a for-profit prison be allowed to cause a prisoner to work for about 28 cents average daily and not be allowed more than 28 dollars a month you can't live on that not for those that are, have nobody to back them up no. to pay all their things. So what is your answer? Here we have a problem. We see, you know, Paul was imprisoned in the Bible. Peter was imprisoned in the Bible. Jesus was falsely accused and yeah. murdered. You know, we see it over and over and over again. But even in that Bible, with God, you see always God in the end winning. Mm -hmm. Even if it was very wrong what happened. So how do you foresee the future with those people that you met and those you, women you met in the prison systems that have been falsely accused, that are treated very wrongly, and the criminals are still free out there? Yeah. 
I think a lot of, I, I think a big part of it is we need to really push for due process because to sit for three, four years and never go to court, never go to trial, most of these girls never see their attorneys. Um, I'm sure this happens with the men as well. But that needs to stop. You should not be detained if you don't have a violent crime, okay? And if something is dismissed in another court without new evidence, why is it brought before a federal court later and then you're detained and unable to defend yourself? You know, so when you look at these things and, and, and then you're detained, okay, and your family has to support you, but they can also not write you off on their taxes, but yet they're supporting you. And so for you not to be able to have more than $28 a month, how is that even proper? It's not possible. So yeah. to me, if you're already doing your time, you're, you know, even if you haven't been convicted yet, you're doing time, why do you have to work as a slave? Why do you have to work at slave wages? Why are you not receiving minimum wage? And us on the outside say, well, what's the big deal? You're a prisoner. But you on the inside seeing the reality mm -hmm. and the treatment is a whole different picture. Yes. Thank you so much for being on the show. I know there's going to be questions. And I know God used you there to yes. set the prisoners free. And I just wanted to let you know right now, maybe it's you right now or it's somebody else that you know that has been wrongfully accused, that has been put in prison, that's living in slavery, that is locked up, and there is no answers. I would love for you to contact us, 855-515-5550, or go to our website, barbtv.org. We want to pray with you, and we want to put you in contact with people like Jacqueline so we can get you some answers. If you would be talking right now to that person, the viewer right now, who is in that situation, where so many of you have been, what is the advice that you would give them right now? Pray and trust God. That is your answer. God will give you every answer you need, and you have to trust Him. Wow. Without God, I would still be sitting there. God set you free, God like he did pa set Paul, like he did all the other ones, yes. like he did Peter. God set you free. So are you catching that? God wants to set you free too. God wants to deliver, deliver you too. Uh, one thing that is popping up right now that the Holy Spirit is reminding me of, even if as hard as it is in your situation, I'm going to ask you what God is asking you to do. Can you forgive them? Mm -hmm. Can you forgive them? Realize that the picture is bigger and that it's up to the devil to steal, kill, and destroy from you and to keep you not just in a prison or in a tough situation, but to keep you in the prison of unforgiveness the rest of your life. So I'm asking you right now, let go and let God. Again, mm. barbtv.org. God loves you. No, Jimmy has quite a background. He was sexually abused, emotionally abused, physically abused, not just by a dad or a stepdad, but by pretty much the entire family and more. They've actually been told by CPS in the state that they need five hard cases to take something serious. Yes. And they only have four. And I'm like, what's it going to take to this kid before somebody's going to believe him? Yes. They now run. Exactly. to you the whole family because you have God in your life because they know without God this would have been impossible. Exactly. And she went back to pray and she came back out and she said, God told me that he's going to use you in a mighty way. 